If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast. Episode number 34 of Season 1. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, for God's Internet Church Podcast and for God's Internet Church Online Services. We are a church community online through Facebook Live and Facebook groups. And uh, we start on Sundays at about 10 o'clock a.m. to 11, unless God moves and we go over a little bit. But God's inspired this podcast for me to share the Word of God with you and let God teach His people. And bring people into the kingdom of God. What we do here at God's Internet Church. We have four segments, five segments. Our opening. Then we do a worship time. A couple songs of worship. Then we do our Bible study. And then, um, which today is going to be on spiritual landmarks. And it's from the book. 90 Days of Faith and Hope and Courage in a Changing Time. And like I explained, we're not necessarily doing 90 days of this because as God's leading me through this book, as led me to use it as a Bible study, he's leading me to put different things together to, you know, to help us uh, with... uh, with navigating through this time. Then we're going to be teaching a story on God teaches on God teaches us in another in other ways. We're going to be talking about the Bible, your children and you. And it's an article from my minister magazine that I've been sharing out of my minister magazines because <clears throat> there's some good stories there. And then We'll do our closing remarks and special prayers. But on that note, we'll be right back after these worship songs.
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, Episode 34 of Season 1. I count it an honor and privilege to be here. And, you know, God is holy. He is worthy. And He is the one that deserves to be praised and glory and honor to Him. Because let me tell you something, saints. He's the one that created this world. He's the one that created this life. And he's the one that died for all our sins. And we heard that in a very special way with what we just listened to. Hallelujah. When we worship, we got to let God be in control. Not us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to go into our next segment here of which is our which is our podcast by so if you got bibles with you I would like you to go to Lamentations chapter number 3 Lamentations Chapter number 3, and we're going to start in verse 1. And it says, I am the man that has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He has led me and brought me into the darkness, but not into the light. Surely against me he is turned to turn his hand against me in all the days. My flesh and my skin has he had made old. And with broken my bones, he has built against me, and compassed me with gall, and he has sent me to dark places, as they that be dead and old. He that hedged me about, that I cannot get out, he has made my chains heavy. Also when I cry and shout, he has shuddered all my prayers. He has enclosed my ways when hence stored. He had made my path crooked. He was unto me as a bear lying in wait, and a lion in secret places. And and he has turned aside my way and pulled me into pieces. He has made my desolation. He has bent his bow and set me as a mark for the arrow. He has caused the arrows of of his quiver to enter into my reign. I was desertion. To all my people and their song, and to this day, we have filled me with bitterness. He had made me drunk with wormwood. He has broken my teeth with gravel stones. He has covered me with ashes. He has thou has removed my soul far from peace. I for I forget prosperity, and I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering my affliction and my misery of one word, and the gall, my soul has them, still in remembrance, and is humbled in me. This I recall to my friends, therefore I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because of this compassion failed not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is thy portion, 
as my soul, therefore I would hope in him. Now, I'm taking this scripture here to mean a person is in spiritual turmoil because of his sins. And when we sin, the Bible is clear that God cannot and will not bless us. sin. He will not bless us. That's why it's important that we come to him on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis, on a second basis, a second in time, to ask God to forgive us of our sins. Because if we don't, he can't bless and give us the kind of life that he wants to give us. All right? It kind of ties God's hand because he will not sin and let you sin and bless you. That's the bottom line. But this guy also, I think, of Lamentation, the person that was speaking here, was also telling, it sounds like a group of people, that He was sharing his experience of all the time that he was going through this. All this time that he was going through this trial and this storm. Or that God wasn't blessing him and bringing him through. Until we find in verse 21. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are consumed, because he compassionate fails not. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. In other words, he came to the point to remembering, hey, if I get my act together here, if I get my act together here, the Lord will answer my prayer. In other words, He's not going to bring you out of your mess. He's not going to bring you out of your trial. And he's not going to bring you out of your tribulation. He's not going to bring you out of your storm. Unless you ask God to forgive you for the things that you are doing wrong. Alright? Now we learned this also from the book of Job. book of Job started out where... <coughs> Excuse me, my allergies are acting up. The book of Job started out that it was just a little thing between God and the devil. A little contest, as you would say. Not a contest, but to show the devil that Job will not curse me and die. Well, Job didn't curse him and die, but Job did end up sinning during that time. And God questioned him for it because... And I think allowed the storm to go a little longer. Is because he said his righteousness was more righteous than God. Alright. Well let me tell you something saints. God is not going to bless you if you got sin in your life. Alright. Well. He was using this story here. As a spiritual landmark. You might be saying, well, Pastor Ron, what is a spiritual landmark? Well, 
you know, when I'm driving a car, something like this, when I'm driving, going somewhere, I'm not good with people telling me to go east, west, south, or north. I'm better if you tell me to go left. I'm better if you tell me to go right. All right. And it's not that I don't know my directions. It's just when I'm driving, I get turned around and trying to figure out where north, east, and south and all that. It's just too much for me when I'm trying to find something. So I'd rather the person tell me left or right. All right. Now, and also, I look for landmarks after I do go to this place. Now, that'll help me remember where exactly this is. In other words, I look for see if there's a restaurant nearby that I will closely remember, a movie theater, a park, a grocery store. In other words, I look for things to keep in remembrance what needs to be accomplished there. And I think that's what God's trying to teach us here today through this scripture here. Not only that, we got to make sure that our life are right with God so we can be blessed and brung through, all right? But we need spiritual landmarks for our journey. You might be saying, Pastor Ron, what are these spiritual landmarks? Well, I think there's things in your life, okay? Like you're going down the road of the road of life serving God. And that old familiar sin comes that this maybe he was talking about for himself. And as he was being tempted to do it, he's seen that spiritual landmark of God bringing him through and delivering that from him. And you have to mark that as a spiritual mark. Another landmark. Another landmark is when areas that maybe God brung you through when you're going through the spiritual storms. You go back to your remembrance of your spiritual landmarks. Well, God brung me through this storm. God brung me through this storm. God did this. God did that. God did this. And it's going to encourage you. And it will keep you away from sin. Okay? These are what these spiritual landmarks are. And the way times are right now with this pandemic going on, we have to go back and count our spiritual landmarks. We have to go back and remember how God brung us through sicknesses, how God brung us through financial problems before, how God brung us through work, no out of work situations before, how God brung us through with money before, how God brung us through with food before. And let me tell you something, saints. Our God is a God that owns a thousand cattle on a million hills. He owns trillions of cattle on trillions of hills and billions and infinity. He can feed his Christian, his children, if they trust him. Okay? And not try to do things there. So, we got to learn to navigate by keeping our eyes on Jesus and looking at our spiritual landmarks at the road that Jesus put. Put them out as a buoy for ourselves to know not to go down that road. To know that God brought me through this. I know he's going to bring me through this now. 
And let me tell you something, saints. He's going to bring you through this trial and tribulation. My mother-in-law is going through a great trial and, <coughs> excuse me, and storm right now as we speak. Not physically, a physical storm, but physically she is. She's going through dialysis. She's got all kinds of doctors and all kinds of therapists and her own nurses and and other things. And she's tired and she don't want to go rush, 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 and rush and rush and do these things. And I can see her sometimes wanting to give up. And I told her, you got to remember the God, the God. Who's going to bring you through. He's going to help you. Sometimes I think she gets a little mad at me. For bringing God into it. Because she wants to have her pity party. But let me tell you something saints. We don't have time for pity parties. Serving God. We don't have time. For whining. Because we got to focus on getting out of the storm. Letting Jesus help us. Yesterday we talked a little bit about Peter's faith. He was all right when he stepped out into that water. But then he saw the storm, the lightning, the waves, and everything. It scared him. When we get scared, we got to learn to reach out for Jesus like he did. But have that faith where we don't fall. But if we do fall, we got to realize Jesus is there to help us. We are a work in progress. And let me tell you something, saints. These spiritual landmarks that are monumental in your life to help you navigate to get into heaven as a remembrance of which ways not to go and which ways to go. Use them. When you're going through a financial storm, look at all the times God brung you through. When you're going through sicknesses, look at all the times God brung you through. When you're going through relationship problems, look at all the times that God brung you through. If you're losing the job, look at all the times that God brung you through of losing jobs before. The only difference is, it's a different day, and God wasn't surprised, and He's there. And look how, and if you start looking at these landmarks for the good, you're going to see so many blessings that God brung you through that he's going to help you with. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So what have we learned here today in this Bible study? We learned this. It's, um, it's, it's, it's. Okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be scared. But you gotta keep on with God, looking at Him on this road, looking at everything He done for you with these landmarks. And looking at the things that cause you to get some of these storms and not do them again. And I guarantee you, if you do this, you're gonna bring you through. But you're saying, well, Pastor. There's a there's a story in the Old Testament telling Lot's wife not to look bad or she'll be look back. <coughs> Excuse me. Or she'll be turned into 
a pillar of salt. Yes, that's true. I believe the Bible is teaching us not to look back. But the Bible also tells us to count our blessings. And if we're going to count our blessings, we've got to look back. I don't think God wants you to look at back at things you can't change. But he wants you to look at back at things that will encourage you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll be right back after these messages. Because our pod, we came to the end of our podcast. I mean our Bible study. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 34. And I praise the Lord for that Bible study that we learned today. Learning how to look at our landmarks, spiritual landmarks, to help us navigate down the road with faith. And and look at the ones that won't help us go down the road of error. But before we get into the next segment, I want to read this written commercial. It says, if you want to know about all sports information, go to YouTube. Go to the search bar, type in Charge It to the Game Podcast. And you will get all you need about the world from this podcast of sports on YouTube. I am a subscriber and I recommend this podcast to you. Describe today to charge it to the game podcast and enjoy the information of your sports world. Again, search for it on YouTube. Charge it to the game. And we'll be right back after these. Actually, we're not going to go to a break now. I'm sorry. We are going to our next section and our final section today. It's a story on my 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 magazine that I get, Tomorrow's Worlds. It's my um, minister magazine that I just described to. And it's called The Bible, Your Children, and You. And what it is is an article about this. And then I'm going to read the story to you and we'll comment afterwards. It says, from the moment they are born, our children become one of the most important parts of our lives. We delight in watching them grow, change, and become the best people that they can be. But we also feel the weight of responsibilities for our part in helping them become those people. God has designed this natural and necessary sense of parenting responsibility to establish a legacy of learning from one generation to the next. In Deuteronomy 6, God instructs the Israelis to pass his commands on to the diligence to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in your houses, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and rise up. In verse 7 of Deuteronomy 6. So you have a mandate to teach your children the Bible timeless truths to make this book familiar to them while this may be a simple goal in actual practice it can seem overwhelming how should I teach the Bible to my three-year-old how should I teach my seven-year-old how do I keep my teach my 12-year-old child interest in the Bible 
when he prefers playing video games. Here are some suggestions. One, read the Bible. As we prepare for our first little student, we may get quite excited about the Madrid of children Bible helps that are available in all shapes and sizes. Approaching, there are books that tell Bible stories in simplified forms with pictures that grab a child's attention, cartoons that split Bible characters as superheroes, and take talking vegetables, board games that can take children on a journey through the biblical principles. But when these are not necessary but these are not necessary wrong to use to supplement your teaching, they should not replace the actual reading of the Bible, through which children can learn the emphasis phrase, phrasing and word flow of the passage. A good modern translation is not overly complex. For example, the New King James Version, our standard transition at Tomorrow World, is simply concise and clear. How do we abstract your teaching to a child age? Answer requires judgment on our part. Reading the Bible to a very small child may involve selecting stories to which they can relate. We may explain words to them or ask these questions to help them with comprehension. But we must always gauge what is appropriate for them according to their age, what is appropriate according to their age and understanding as they grow older, their ability to understand vocabulary situations and concepts will be adding our elements to enrich our Bible teachings. For example, as a child matures, a parent can selectly add content showing places on a map, explaining some of the history behind what is being read, or explaining unfamiliar words and concepts. Something, sometimes situations from the child's own life provides opportunities for parents to illustrate biblical principles and instructions. Very young children soak up everything they hear. But as they develop, their brain becomes more geared towards asking questions and making connections, recognizing and engaging this pro-liberty help to keep them interested. Don't forget to ask children to participate in reading the Bible out loud, and their reading skills reach the point where this is practical. This increases <coughs> excuse me, their engagement and help them practice their readings and increase their comprehension. What about our biblical resources for children? Activities based on biblical passages can be fun and bring details to life. For example, create a life-size cutout of Goliath, make a real impression on a young mind, and coloring pictures of Noah and the ark, Moses and the Red Sea, or Elijah taking up into the sky, cement the biblical narratives. There are many games and activities that can enhance the learning of experiences. The key ingredient. While it's good to implement tips and tools and teaching techniques, it's not forget why we are reading the Bible to our children in the first place. You train up a child as they must, as the way they should go, that when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, 6. In other words, 
Our object is not to train our children to just repeat what they have learned. Memorize the Bible should be a remarkable feat. But is that that what we need to teach our children? No. Our goal is to teach them the right way to act, feel, think. If we can teach them the principles of God and help them apply these principles in daily lives, we are only giving them a map, but we're all showing them how to follow it on the road. What is the key successful accomplishment this purpose? Following that map ourselves. If you are the biblical reading and game playing, we do only create cylinder children. If we don't see us applying what we teach, children can quickly to spot heresies and will fall short when we read to them about Moses' angry outbursts, about God's disapproval. We think they won't remember that when we lose our temper, when our spouse or with our others. When we teach them to let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger, not your own lips, Proverbs 27, 2, but constantly draw attention to ourselves, we can somehow think that they won't, won't see hypocrisy. But about how we talk of other people throughout the Bible gossip and around condemned, we can hardly avoid the scripture emphasizing this. How do we example and principles in their eyes? Moreover, how honest are we? How loving do we treat our spouse? Do we take time? Do we take God's name in vain? Do we keep the Sabbath holy? The challenge with reading the Bible to our children is that they come to believe what we are teaching them. They will come to measure us by the word of, of training. Little eyes imitate and see us for better or worse. Ultimately sees us for better or worse. And we really are teaching our children can actually help us become ourselves the better than that we can be. <coughs> Excuse me. Examples can and should be good things. Even one parent's good example can re reinforce the word of the Bible in the powerful way. When the Apostle Paul wrote his footage, Timothy, he highlighted the profound faith of Timothy's mother and grandmother with that dear impression of a young man, even though his father was definitely not a believer. 2 Timothy 1.5 By getting into the habit of reading the Bible our, to our children, we lay a groundwork of familiarity with the invaluable principles that will help them become truly successful. As we both encourage and correct our children, we do, we do so without hypocrisy. Our words will echo the words that come from our Father, who continually train us in the way that we should go, and throughout the training them. Jonathan McNary, the writer. So basically, what this is breaking us down to, we need to read and teach the Bible, not just with fun games and stuff, but we need to bring the Bible reading into it, and we need to live it to be an example to them. Because as they learn and see this, they're going to find out 
if we're not following this, they're not going to follow it. So if we want this to work, we've got to watch how we live and how we live and serve God. And then teaching them too. And it's not just the pastor's or the church or the Sunday school teacher's job to teach them. The Bible, as we see here, the scripture telling us to train up a child in the way they could go. Parents, too. Hallelujah. We got a few prayer requests that we got to go over here today in this close, when we get back in this closing moments of our show. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to God's Internet Church chapter, I mean, episode 40, 34. And we came to an end of another podcast. But before we go, we're going to pray for three people who's on the list. And Damn Father, I ask you be with Bobcats, Lord. We, he lost his wife, Lord, to coronavirus about three weeks ago, Lord. And he's still hurting, Lord. And we just ask you to comfort him, help him, love him. And let people listen to him when he needs to talk, Lord. And, Lord, we ask you to be with Tammy, Lord. Tammy DeGloffer, Lord, she's still in the hospital, Lord. We don't know if, she, if she's going to make it, Lord, but we want your will there, Lord. She lost her husband to coronavirus. She lost her little bit girl to a coronavirus, Lord. We just ask you to help them and uh, get through this time of trouble and help her. And, Lord, I ask you to be my Uncle George, Lord. He's on uh, hospice, Lord. We just ask you to have your way there, Lord, and make him comfortable and let him come home to you in your time. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you do have any prayer requests, like I said yesterday, you can go to where you're listening to this podcast, and there should be a button on there saying, um, to get in touch or message me. Um, and these are the, the platforms I'm on. I'm on Spotify, Rocketcast, Radio Public, Bleaker, and Google Podcasts. And if you got a message or a question besides prayer requests, you can do that too. If you are listening to this show, I ask you to uh, describe to it. Not that we can add more custom, more. Uh, listeners, which would be nice, but I want to do this to reach really the main process is to bring people into the kingdom of God. And I want to teach as much people as possible the word of God. So just hit the describe button. And on that note, I'd like to say, again, if this podcast is a blessing to you, um, share it with other people. And let them uh, listen to it, too. And if you want to be a guest on this podcast, um, there's that message bar. Message me. And I, we can call and set up arrangements. Maybe do it through uh, um, Messenger, video chat, stuff like that. Because the way coronavirus is. And I'm willing to be on shows of other Christian shows, too. Um, just let me know. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you. See you tomorrow about the same time. And have a good day in the Lord. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver saying see you next time for God's Internet Church Podcast. God bless you. <laughs>